peace and light y'all you're listening to another episode of the spiritual home girl where we discuss all things in the world of spirituality and self-development from the homie perspective somebody who's going through the journey day by day just like you hey y'all happy homegirl thursday i hope this um podcast finds you guys in the best of health and spirits we're going to finish up part two of the interview with Alexis K. Tyler. For those who are trying to get familiar with who she is, feel free to go backwards just one episode to part one. You pretty much will get the bio of who Alexis K. Tyler is. I'll give you the short version. She's a television host. She's an author. She's a musician. Um, she she does damn near everything. Um, she makes beauty products, hair products. She does tarot readings, intuitive readings. She has a message to share with the world about how important it is to be powerful and empowered through making sure that we're whole beings, not only sexually, but spiritually as well. And obviously for those who, you know, are on the journey, sexuality and spirituality to a degree go hand in hand. So with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and drop y'all in where we left off. Oh, and for those who are trying to get their uh, questions answered or for those who submitted questions to me for her interview, this is going to be the episode where she answers your questions. So uh, without further ado, here's part two. It was actually, it was on the news here in Georgia. Um, maybe, what, 10 years ago, it was these people in his old folks' home, honey. This man, like, 70 some years old. And they're sticking dick to all the old women in the goddamn old folk home, sneaking different flow-to-flow-to high-rise, just slamming dick. He was taken by Agra, so his dick stayed rock motherfucking hard, hard as diamonds, honey. So before he go out, he wants to fuck all the bitches. So he had a girlfriend. He was fucking her. She was addicted to him. She liked it to pipe, baby. But all the other women, he wants to be an equal opportunity, honey. He want to spread the goddamn love. You know, so he's spreading dick to the women, so they knew she was his girlfriend. So they got on the bus, taking a field trip one day, and the other old women started looking at her, giggling at her, talking about how they was fucking her man, how they was taking dick, and all how his dick was big and long and hard, and how good his dick was. The old lady didn't say nothing. She adjusted her goddamn wig, got up just as calm, walked off the bus. Went in her room, called her boyfriend, told him that she needed to ask him something, and shot this shit out that motherfucker. No, damn. Killed his ass. They had it all over the news. She asked somebody, you remember around here fucking these bitches getting the dick? Now they laughing at me and talking about how they getting the dick that I that you getting me. You around here fucking everybody? And uh, obviously gave the wrong goddamn answer. And she wrong that nigga bell, baby. Blowed his motherfucking head off. Sex, it's not a game. People think that this shit is, is, yeah, you can be free. Yeah, that's cool. But this shit is all an energy exchange. And we really got to be careful. Really? Girl, she got a little time. But I don't think they really gave her no much. You know, much she had, I think she had in-house for a little while. They had, she had the jail bracelet around her ankle. But, you know, she was already goddamn old. And she was standing there real calm in front of the judge. She said, yeah, I did it. I started that. I well, I, I think that goes back to what I was going to actually ask next was um, another quote you said was all penises are not created equal. But I think you pretty much explained that because there are different people on different levels of knowledge and awareness and obviously physical skill. So when you combine all that stuff together, combined with the spiritual aspect, the ancestors, the DNA, 
every penis is not equal for that reason. And every vagina they ain't equal. They watching their diet. They might be coming from a heavy occult family, so they born with a lot of spiritual and psychic abilities, and they just have that something, that natural drawing energy on them. It's just something about them. And, you know, my son is like that. Well, he can just be out somewhere. I mean, I always like young people, little women would just want to take my baby and take care of my baby. They come up there walking with him. Girl, they done fed him. They done play with their kids. They done pampered him and treated him like he one of their children. He's always had women, even as a little boy, that just want to do things for him, give him stuff, be drawn to him. It was just something about him. You have men like that. And now that he's grown, women do the same thing. So, you know, I had to teach him the game now. Uh, we openly talk about sex, spiritual sexuality. A man needs to know how to operate his dick now. Because I don't want my son to be no sucker and be taken advantage of. So he has to understand how to use his body and how to use his energy. The same way a woman has to understand how to use her body and use her energy. And I know whenever I see him dealing with women, he can't get rid of them. It's hard to get rid of them. Now, with people being digmatized or just being hypnotized in general from these exchanges, now, this concept isn't solely for heterosexuals. I mean, obviously, this is something for those that are in LGBTQ relationships as well. It has nothing to do with that. That's what it, I was thinking. It has nothing to do with energy. Everybody that's born has the same life or energy. I have had male friends and watch their male lovers stalk them and want to beat them. Because, they, I mean, they, they had that mangina that was off the chain and that head off the chain. You know, if, if people are really deep into anal and know how to manipulate their ass, they can work it like a pussy, honey. I mean, since we keep it real. Yeah, I wanted to clarify because I don't want people to think that this is a solely, strictly heterosexual type of concept because it really isn't. Uh, you, you know, I didn't mention, I do spiritual reading, so maybe I wish we had a live audience so I could do some sample readings. I do tarot readings. I'm also a medical intuitive. So a lot of my clients that I do readings on are gay men. I guess I have more gay men clients than, than lesbians. I don't know why, but the gay men feel more comfortable. I really don't have a lot of lesbians coming to me. Talking to me about women's issues, you know, women lovers and and readings and advice. So no, it has nothing to do with your sexual preference to me. I don't care. I just deal with energy. I don't like seeing men fuck over men. So no, that's not my issue. If I see anybody done wrong, if it was a gay man with I'm like, you know, this nigga ain't shit. You need to leave this man on this motherfucker using you and cheating on you. Oh no no no, I don't discriminate. I want to make that very, very clear. Now, another question I have is, how can ego affect the sexual experience? Well, because somebody gets to the point where they actually think they God or really they are above the other person based on previous experiences or what they've done to other, other people or dominated and taken advantage of other people to the point that they begin to objectify the other person, they don't even see them as a human that's equal on their level 
more more dangerous too is a fucking narcissist. Mm. A lot of people are getting involved with people too soon. God didn't realize so many women are being murdered every year, especially black women being murdered every year. Until I started watching that show uh, on TV One, and one thing I noticed. Because, you know, I've actually had men get mad at me because of this. A lot of those look fatal attractions. Have you ever seen that show? On I, have. I have. Yeah, it's so many women get killed every fucking month of every year. I didn't know that. And when you really think about it, when I looked at it, a lot of those men are very egotistical. And did you notice that? They don't even know those men they got them on. The man start telling them they look good and smiling and making little comments. And within a short period of time, those women start fucking them men and move them in the house and start hanging with them and introducing them to their kids. Then they realize this person got an ego problem. This person is a narcissist. You don't know. This motherfucker done killed his last goddamn wife or his girlfriend missing. They can get her ass dead or fucked up. Because you're jumping into shit with people because of how they appear and they say some shit you like or you lonely or you desperate or none of your relationships were successful. And so instead of you learning from that and really studying people, they jump right into some shit that some man comes to them with these issues. Next thing you know, they did something they can't get out of, or well, the way they get out of it is through a goddamn hole in the ground and a fucking casket. No, that's that's real. I actually had a friend of mine who um, had a situation where she actually got um, physically abused by um, an ex-boyfriend of hers, and she mm-hmm. moved in with him relatively quickly. And it was a very, it was, it was a scary, it's a scary situation because you don't want your loved one to get into a situation where they might possibly, you know, be murdered or, or be physically seriously injured because of, because of, um, not taking the, the time to really know who they're dealing with. Like that's some scary shit. Whenever I see somebody meet a man, they have a really big ego, girl, and, and I think you're not really willing to look at that and evaluate that and you're, you're objectifying me like I'm a thing and not a person and my feelings are irrelevant it's all about you we're basically getting ready to begin and end this shit before it begins and go too goddamn far because you'll end up getting hurt with somebody like that because your feelings don't mean shit to a person with a big ego that's that's real. I totally agree with you on that. It really don't. It's it's cute for instant gratification, but when it comes to the long term, nobody they not they're not considering your feelings or who you are, or how valuable you are at all. But see, we have to realize too. We have to always check ourselves because, like, people got that twisted, and I had to learn that. Well, you attracting what you are, so you know he got a big ego, but he don't respect you. Then that shows that that's how you treat people. And that doesn't mean that, that that's what you are. What it shows is that there could be still wounds in you from being abandoned and abused and self-worth and self-love issues. So when somebody comes and they have a higher value of themselves than you, they're egotistical and they're a narcissist and usually they're a sociopath. 
then it's not saying that you're a narcissist and egotistical or sociopath. That's not what that means. It, it's a good time for introspection because they're playing on a perceived weakness. They think you're weak and that you need them and there's something vulnerable and desperate and lonely about you and they think that you think that they're doing you a favor. And now they think you're doing they're doing you a favor because they're feeding on a perceived weakness from being abused or hurt or abandoned, have a string of failed relationships, and they're they're energetically and subliminally picking up on it from the subconscious and the aura field, and even in, in fractures in the chakra. So when as we start to grow and we start attracting new people, if you notice the people are becoming more kind and they're more like you, it's showing you're starting to heal. And even if you attract egotistical people, narcissists, and sociopaths, the best way to continue to be strong is as soon as you recognize it, cut it off. Don't fuck them. Don't talk to them. Nothing. You can never perceive somebody greater than you that you got to hold on to them. You feel like it's a chance of a lifetime. You can't let them go. When they perceive you as less than them, it's going to always end up in dysfunction and abuse for you. They're going to teach you some lessons. And carry your ass be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and even physical ass beaten. It's still taking your ass to spiritual school. You, you, you're still learning some shit. If you choose to see the goddamn lesson. Damn, well, shit. Well, let me move to the next question. <laughs> it's like... Normally with my interviews, I could pretty much be, okay, cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's like, damn, this interview is making me think like I ain't got no damn questions to ask. Like, I'm like, let me, I need to stay focused with this damn interview. Now, I've never been in a physically abusive relationship, but I definitely, my chart, no, no, real shit though. Here's some tea for y'all. My chart says that I attract either spiritually transformative people or sociopaths disguising themselves as spiritually transformative people. So... Oh my God, girl. That shit... That's all I have attracted in my past. I was like, damn. You just made me think, like, I need to, like, mm-mm. Like, I, I'm starting to think about, like, all the past relationships I've been in, like, damn, what, what was that? Girl, I've had spiritual people to abuse me. They come... Like they're the beacon of light and they want to be my teacher and oh, you're so gifted and you're so special. Then when they, they thought, you know, because I was very respectful and soft-spoken to them, they thought that meant that I was stupid and weak and then they start asking me for money and then they started trying to make me introduce them to my fan base to take money from my fans in exchange for offering so-called spiritual work our spiritual services, and then started to insult and degrade me and say that I needed them and that my life depended on them and that if I wanted to stay alive, I 
had to continue to let them do this and to force my fans to deal with them. And then even say, if you don't, I'm going to kill you. What? You know, make things happen to you. Girl, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a spell to kill you. And um, you're, you're going to, as you get bigger, you're going to make people, you're going to refer people to me. So they will do business with me and give me their money. Then I start to see, girl, this was spiritual and psychic extortion. They're basically a con artist under the guise of being a spiritual guru, a master teacher, telling me, you know, that I need them. I couldn't make it without them. And it was either trying to create a sexual relationship with me and a psychosomatic abusive fracture relationship and make me feel that I need them to exist. So I'm just a lot of people that are gone through and they're just too embarrassed to tell you and to warn you about these people. But girl, I have seen the uglier side of humanity, the most filthy side of people that you admire and, and respect and wouldn't believe things they would do, they did to me. I saw those sides and I'm thankful and I saw that because I will never worship or look up to a spiritual human being, a human being, period, ever again. Because I realized they got two faces to them. And they're only comfortable that a lot of these people are predators. And all of us can't see them. And I was fortunate and unfortunate to learn those lessons by actually being in that shit. That's why I stopped running to psychics and, oh, this person, this, this person, that. You got to go, no, fuck, I don't. No, fuck, I don't. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to learn what I need to learn the hard way and tap into my own soul before I run to this person, that person. Because, girl, I have seen some really foul, filthy shit. Healers, teachers, fucking they clients, fucking on them, taking advantage of them, playing on their weakness, taking their money making promises to them, telling them they're going to make this miracle happen for them, doing a spiritual work for them, the person's out of thousands, they get weaker and broker instead of richer and healthier, and then they blame them for the shit and cut them off when there's no more money to get. I've seen a lot of this. So with dealing with people like that, how can one heal from that? They, a lot of them don't because... You know, they're so hurt because they looked up to the person that many people don't see that side of them. They see them as a healer. They have a lot of respect for the person, so they wouldn't dare publicly say what the person has done. But then when they start whispering about it, they find out other people are victims and they hurt, and they usually come from a past like I did. They're already wounded kids. They're already abused and shit, looking for the answer, looking for their way, looking for their power. It's a choice. Just like I chose to learn from it and I chose to pull away. And as you can see, I'm still alive. I'm not under these people. And I chose to go my own way. And it's my duty to warn. That's why I'm bringing it up. Because we don't know who might hear this. They may know somebody that went through it or that may have gone through it. Most importantly, like I was telling you earlier, you must trust your own spirit. You must learn to listen to your own intuition. Your own guide, your own ancestors. You never admire a human being 
more than yourself. You never worship no human being. You can be, let them be your teacher and your mentor. You can respect them and learn from them, but you never put another human being on a pet. They'll always let you down. So they're human, just like you. That's real. That, like, damn. Again, I mean, I had a framework for this <laughs> for this interview, but it's gone in so many different directions, and I'm actually glad it did because I feel like there's so many perspectives that people are scared to speak on or scared to openly have opinions about or are scared to even explore changing or, or thinking about a particular perspective. So I'm glad that with you honestly talking your shit, Maybe somebody can learn to look at things from a different way, whether they agree or disagree. So I'm actually glad that the interview actually went the way <laughs> the way it did, because now my questions are done. But I have some listener submitted questions uh, that they have submitted for you to answer. Now, I'm not sure if this is a woman or man, but it doesn't matter because it's all energy. This question says, I became sexually involved with a woman. And now I am emotionally attached. However, she does not appear to be attached. How can I reset my emotions to avoid getting caught up? Well, it's real simple. Even though it seems very difficult because I have been there. This person is going to have to start self-talking differently. Looking in the mirror, self-talking differently. And actually sitting down and having self conversations. I don't, have to, I don't care if they have to get a pen and paper and write it down that I am emotionally detached from such and such. Just like we had on punishment in school, sit down after school and write 50 times, 100 times, I will not do this or that no more come along. You have to literally, and when you start thinking that you're feeling weak from this person, literally shifting the thought, replacing the thought with another thought of some self-help activity that you need to be doing to addressing this issue of why you're emotionally weak for another human being that ain't weak for your motherfucking ass. Because that sounds really self-defeating, and it sounds like a person that does not have a lot of self-respect, not as much respect for themselves as they do for this fantasy of a relationship and this connection that they've had with another person who says they don't have as much value for you as you have for them. So now it will become you fighting your own mind. Challenging your own mind to rise above temporary emotional attachments that you think you can't get over or do without, that you really can. Once you make up your mind that you decide to see yourself differently, speak to yourself differently, and stop sitting up, even engaging in thoughts over and over about how you emotionally attach to a woman that don't really give a fuck about you. Damn. I'm sure a lot of us could relate to that, whether openly or privately, of dealing with somebody, even having sex with this person, or even wanting a connection so bad, it just doesn't work out the way you want it to. So I'm really glad that whoever, well, I know who you are, I'm not going to say who you are, but I'm glad you asked that, because that needs to be addressed. People... But you know what? Of course. 
we've always been, I used to be pathetic about that shit. You know, because I knew, like I said, I had self-worth and a lot of emotional issues and had value issues. So like I needed that person to complete me or some type of, my words, my values gonna go up if this person's with me and this person love me and, and this person's feeling this way about me. That's a motherfucking lie. From now on, if I'm seeing somebody and even if I like fucking you and you do something to my ass or you say some shit that I don't like what the fuck you said and I don't agree with you and I ask you an answer and then the answer is wrong, it's a wrong answer for me, I don't care how you make my pussy feel. You my enemy. You my enemy. And that's how I'm going to see you. You can't come over here no more. You ain't fucking me no more. I don't care how much I like this to be. Not like. I'm country. Not liked it. Liked it. <laughs> liked it, girl. Once you do some foul shit or say some foul shit, girl, I'm going to turn on your goddamn ass, man. I'm going to turn on your ass like a damn bike, man, because I know and if I ain't did nothing to you, and we enjoying each other, and we clicking, and you do some foul shit, or say some foul shit to fuck up what we got going on, and I ain't do nothing to make you do it, or you seem like you not as into the shit as I am, I'm going to turn cold like ice water on a summer day on that ass. See, I ain't going to go through that. Yeah, he fun, and I can't. You stupid. You stupid as hell. Anytime you liking somebody and you feeling them and they know you feeling them and they let you know that they not feeling you as much and you still holding on to the goddamn feeling and investing your mind and self-talking and, and feeding into the goddamn emotions that somebody don't feel the same way about you. To me, you stupid and you a self-sabotager. Because I used to be there. So now when you flip on me, I'm flipping on that ass. That pussy gonna shut down and turn cold on that head. And I'm gonna start programming my mind and training my mind to turn on your ass. Cause you just said that you not for me. 100% of you is not for 100% of me and what the fuck that I thought we had going and I want to get going. So you just, you just said you're not going to get down for me. So I ain't down for your goddamn ass. And I'm going to save my emotions and get myself together so that I can keep loving me and respecting me. And when the right person come along, I'm going to get it to somebody who want to get it all back instead of sitting there whining and going through change by the bitch. Girl. Okay, that's my answer. Let me stop. That's my answer. Alright, next question says, I began a sexual relationship with a friend, and now I feel, I feel like this is somewhat similar. It says, now I feel used. I feel that I'm not being respected, but we have good sex. How can I reclaim my power? That sounds pretty similar, don't you think? It is do, but you know what? I just think that they need to charge that to the game, you For know? Real. Okay, if you just look at it like a, a lesson, like a learning experience, hopefully they can be mature about it and sit down and talk about how they both feel 
And if they have a deep friendship, they can still save the friendship and just talk about how they explored each other and how they enjoyed the sexual experience. However, they need to see how the other person feels about the fact or let the person say, if I just wanted sex or once we experience sex, because you know that's never guaranteed. When you have sex with somebody, you don't know what what chakras, what doors, it's just going to bust a heart chakra open to make them feel love while feeling sexual pleasure. It's not a guarantee that both things are going to happen. You can't control that. You can't control how somebody is going to feel or not going to feel. So there's nothing that they can do to control the fact that the person may not have fallen in love, although it was a really good sexual experience. So communication, to me, is important here. Instead of just saying, fuck them, I don't feel like I just said about the other situation. Because these people were friends. I don't know how deep or how good or how long their buddies were. It would surpass this. Or they could still be sexual friends or they can cut the sex out and still be really good friends if that bond is very strong with them. But I think if there was no fighting and the person didn't hurt their feelings and say anything vicious or cruel to them and they both enjoyed that experience, they should look at this. This is an experience that I had that enriched me and I enjoyed this and I felt something I wasn't expecting to feel but sometimes, girl, that's as deep as some things go. You might have great sex with someone, and it, ain't, it might even be a spiritual connection. But girl, that doesn't mean that that's going to be your husband or your wife. It doesn't mean that you're going to spend your life with them. You, you may have a lot of soulmates. You may have a lot of spiritual, sexual connections with a lot of different people. All of them, it's not just one that, that you're going to have, and that's, that's the end all be all. Those are part of your growth a part of your journey and your experience. So if, I'm hoping that they can talk like adults and then make the decision, okay, from what this person said, they used me, and I don't like that, so I can't get over it, and I can't go back to being friends. I don't want to fuck with them no more. Or, you know what, they, they said they did use me, and they don't feel that deeper, and they apologize, and we're friends, but not like it was. Or, you know what, they didn't use me. I perceived it wrong, and we may be able to be friends and lovers, or just good friends. You know what I, mean? I think it's their responsibility as an adult to talk to their friends. I agree. I agree with that. But when you said charge to the game, the first thing I thought of was know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Thank you, because I would never sleep with my friend. But that's something to see a part of their soul. I just felt like they needed to experience. So now that they experienced it, and it might hurt to me, you must, even if you cut the person off, you must be obligated, if you want to grow, to take the time to sit down and really analyze it and see what did you learn from the experience? Because everything can make us grow. Even the first things can make us stronger and better people. And, and expand our consciousness. I totally feel you on that. Um, I feel like everything's a lesson. And one of the things I do say is take your L's 
gracefully. Those L's being lessons, whether they worked out in your favor or not, take that shit gracefully. Really think about what was learned from it and then get that get that closure from within and move the hell on. You don't need the other person for closure. So, just so we all have an understanding, when some shit don't go our way, before we want to sit there and start leaking screenshots, before we start linking new pictures, before we start doing passive-aggressive-ass social media posts, putting comments and shit, goddamn going to different pages of a person they're interested in and popping off or doing whatever little petty shit, remember that that's because you and I, if we choose to do so, have an inability to really make peace with the situation within ourselves because everybody else don't owe us shit. And then on top of that, you putting out that negativity in the air is going to come back right back to you anyway. So please be smart. You know what? Wait a minute. Let me add that I must put an attachment and an amendment to that. <laughs> Sometimes we must be petty and messy, boo now, there are certain times we, we, we need to drop screenshots and make yourself be so motherfucker. <laughs> These are times. <laughs> These are times I give you permission to be a mess bitch and a petty bitch. And I'll help you do it. When you fucking with somebody, girl, and you find out, not only are they married, but they on the DL. And you don't found out the tranny that they fucking. That's the time to be messy and petty and put them on blast because it is deceptive, it's treacherous, and it's a fucking health hazard that has created a health epidemic in the black community. Now, with respect to respect to responding. I always try to make it clear that it ain't always about being um all the damn time because it's not like that. It's about balancing the two polarities. So with being petty, what I'm saying is if you're going to be petty, be petty, but be very mindful of what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. Okay, for example, I saw on Facebook the other day, and I totally agree with this. There is a young gay man that has so many followers and so many women love him because he had sex with other men and he filmed this so you can see the men's faces. Why? 
because the men claim they are not gay and they sit there on tape and say they have wives and girlfriends and don't know that they like to fuck men. Wow. So, is this man being petty for me to find out somebody did that to me and spread it around and I find out you got a wife, you got two, three baby mamas, you know, you are traveling, secretly having sex with boys and men, but you are having sex with all these different women, you are promiscuous on both sides of the game, you need to be exposed. We don't need to handle that gracefully and walk away. Why? Because you're the one that has to go to the clinic. And you're the one that has to wait painfully and can't sleep and eat for your HIV results. And they may, God willing, be negative. But if they're not, then that person then has to spend their life. Explaining to everybody that they potential sex partners and to their family that they are now positive after spending life on fucking drugs. So if you want to say that's petty and messy, I will be that. But those types of situations should always be put on blast because it is a danger to humanity and it risks depopulation. Why? Because not only is it causing women to be sick and die, it is causing them to be it is destroying family units, and it is leaving a lot of children without mothers and fathers. I'm more so mean. I mean, extreme cases are extreme cases. I mean, sometimes, I mean, some people going to react how they react. I'm not going to judge whether that's petty or messy. I'm more so mean from an aspect of real immature shit. People not getting their way. People mad because you supposedly got your man took or got your girl took by somebody else or that you thought you was going to have your way with this person, but they not operating on our agenda. So now we mad. I'm talking like on a real like dumbass. You could really get over that. Let's not put our energy towards it type of situation. Now, when it comes to that, you're right. What I'm, I'm talking about is now a deeper moral issue of spiritual yeah, what I'm saying much deeper than that shit right there. You're right. They need to that's life. We all go through that. Charge that to the game. Because people you think you're supposed to be with, it's not ordained for you to be with them. Sometimes we get a relationship just for the experience and the soul lesson. You just don't understand that. At the time, people think of that fucking somebody. It's supposed to last forever. Every relationship's not meant to be that. Everybody, sometimes people in your life are season and people can't handle it. You're absolutely right. You need to be mature when that happens and let it go. Charge it to the game because it still ain't going to change how you feel. You don't want you. She don't want you. They fucking somebody else and you ain't going to change it because you put them on glass. And, you know, I've had a girl do that to my son. And you know what it did? It made more women start inboxing. Damn, that backfired. Huh? I said that backfired. Yeah, oh, don't fuck with him. He ain't shit. I'm like, damn, he cute. Mm. Well, she must be mad because something's on her way because he didn't want to holla. Next thing you know, he started getting some inbox, a whole bunch of inbox. Oh, I saw her. You know what? I said, you put this my name, this my phone. I'm okay. We go out from here. You have to be careful because the intention, like you said, is wrong. People got to be careful. But 
let me go ahead and get to the next question. This is an interesting one. I'm really glad this person submitted this. I love how my lady friend services me, but in the back of my mind, I always wonder where she got her experience from. I enjoy it in the moment, but when it's over, I feel bad about the experience. I wonder if she was promiscuous before me, and I sometimes want to ask her if she was. How do I avoid feeling like this? Well, you, you have to understand his background. I don't know what he was taught. I don't know what kind of man he was raised around, but he's struggling with the Madonna for a complex. A lot of men will respect their wife that is the mother of their children or their girlfriend who will either don't know how to suck dick or will pre pretend that she does not know how to suck dick and then she becomes a dick sucker, a good dick sucker under his guidance. He sees her more as the Madonna as than the whore. She's more closer to the Virgin Mary, the mother of God, She's more sacred, she's cleaner, and she's divine. If I had to teach her to even be comfortable to put the head of this dick on her top lip, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I had to check like she didn't know how to really open her mouth, and, you know, she gagged and shit, and she told me she didn't like the taste of sperm and cum, and, you know, I had to get a condition to it, and, you know, she would bite it with her teeth and shit. You know, a lot of women play that game, because they know how men think. You know, I had to teach her, so I have a lot more respect, and I trust her, because I know she don't know nothing about sucking no dick. Now, every woman that sucks dick real good when you met her was not a prostitute, was not a slut in high school. She just may be psychic and very intuitive, so she's an intuitive dick sucker. Meaning that she can suck everybody's dick like she sucks yours. Because she's intuitive and she can tap into the feelings, the energy, and the sensation of your body, that when she grabs and caresses your dick, she intuitively gets guidance and instruction on how to stroke you, how to kiss you, how to touch you. She tunes into your energy and becomes one with it and bonds with it. So she masters your dick. She masters everything about your body. And if this man is not spiritual, he's not evolved, instead of him seeing that this woman is intuitive, he takes it that she sucks dicks every week or she done sucked a lot of dicks, sucked a lot of niggas off to get to that point. So he has the issue. She does not have the issue. He should again talk to her, tell her that it bothers him and how he feels, and actually see if does she have a promiscuous history? Because to me, Communication is everything. See, maybe she did, and she may tell him. Maybe she did, and she won't tell him. Maybe she did, and it's just a certain click, a certain energy. She feels with him, but it sounds like he, a part of him, wants the whore, but now the other part of him wants the Madonna. He's dealing with the Madonna whore complex hmm. within himself, and now he is drawn to her and repulsed
and see if they're going to be able to come to terms. Because somebody she doesn't have a problem, he does. And if, and if I knew somebody felt like that about me, because I've actually met men that felt that way about me, I really start backing away from them. You know why? Because they will secretly build up animosity. They'll have a love-hate relationship with you. And they will always have in the back of their mind that you fuck with somebody. I agree. That you're going to leave them for somebody else. But when you go somewhere without them, the first thing in their mind is you fucking somebody. It's that insecurity. You got them turned out. They lost. That's a sign the nigga turned out. Now, you you know, it's good that you turned me out, but you know what, bitch, I hate you because you turned me out because I believe you're a fucking hoe. That's the only reason why you turned me out like that. You're a professional dick, so that's all you know, motherfucking did to get to this point. Girl, motherfucker like that, dangerous, man. Because he got that shit in it. So it's at, his, at this point, he's going to have to decide that he's going to work through his hang-up about her. And then he side-eyed her because she a master dick sucker, man. He's going to have to come through that, work through that world, or leave later alone. Damn, you laid that shit down flat. I, I do, I mean, I totally, totally agree with your answer. Um, It's going to either be you should get out the pot. You want to talk about it, or you just going to leave it alone, or you're going to leave her alone. Because he hung up between the Virgin Mary and the whore. You right. Let me let me go to the next question. This reader, or excuse me, listener says, "I've had multiple partners and would like to start over. How can I get rid of my past partner's energies and get them out of my spirit?" Mm. It's really good to do a lot of meditation, and he needs to realize. She needs to realize when you have sex with someone, you have energetic hooks and anchors and cords in your aura and even in certain organs and body systems. And um, people talk about cutting cords, but you also have to remember cutting a cord, an energetic cord, a psychic cord from someone doesn't fix anyone. The cords grow back if you do not remove the hook to the cord. Mm. Cutting the cord is not the unhooking the cord. And being able to determine where the cord is. Doing uh, energy work, doing a lot of grounding, doing a lot of meditation, doing a lot of aura and chakra cleansing and balancing and changing the diet, a total detoxification, a spiritual, energetic, and even herbal detoxification through the diet, even fasting from cooked food for a certain amount of days to detox all the organs. Um, spiritual bath is really, literally like being celibate for a period of time to do those different levels of energetic cleansing and to stop thinking of and even speaking of the person. Because every time you think about a person, even if you're not meaning to, if they come to you, they're thinking of you or they're trying to project or do some type of love ritual or magic to hold on to the, the cord or pull on the cord or, or, or reinforce the energetic grid of the cord and the hooks, the anchors. So a lot of that is energetic work, but to speak of someone, to think of them, to talk repeatedly what happened between you, it reinforces the links, the psychic links, and they're still you're still bounded.
what they have to do. That's, that's, I think everybody can, I'm hoping everybody can relate to just wanting to, whether it's one partner or 100, whatever, you know, I'm not knocking nobody, but I'm hoping that people understand that, you know, the hooks is what's really the the big factor here. You're absolutely right. You, you're absolutely right. You got to get rid of the hook first. Yeah, because people are talking about, we got to cut the cord, cut the cord, we got to do energetic cord cutting. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Because you still have the root of it anchored down in a body system or an organ or the aura or the central nervous system. Or a gland. That's that's where they they hook in different spots or Mm -hmm. an entity attachment from the person. You can be walking around with a person on you and you don't know it. Yes. Yes. That's a projection. That's a projection of one of the cells. That's mm-hmm. why you can't get the person off your mind. You're craving the person. You're dreaming about them. You're thinking about them. You're constantly talking about them. You're reliving the shit in your mind because you're carrying a, a projection. And, and a lot of people deal with sex magic and love magic, so they couldn't have projected themselves onto you or taking some of your body fluid and done a spell. Astral projected into your space even. Mm-hmm. And had astral sex in a possession that way. Damn, this gets deeper. <laughs> Girl, okay. Deeper. I- and I see a lot with clients and so people have to start spiritually doing spiritual floor washes, door washes, window washes, as well as spiritual baths and putting up psychic defenses in the corners of their bedrooms and around their houses and removing anything of the person. Because people will actually project in through an anchor of some possession. Or something they have of yours or something they left at your house that you're not remembering or even aware of. That's a that's some good advice. Um wow, where's my, my next question? Oh. If one is not planning to procreate, what is the point of sex? Mm-hmm. Like I had said earlier. It's a creative tool. It's a life-giving, breath-giving tool. There are people that are tantric sex masters that get paid to fuck. This is what they do. They spend a lot of time with their diet and their exercise and meditation and raising their vibration and practicing tantric energy work. Tantric sex magic work. There's someone that could have a heart problem, that could have a sickness in their body, and if a woman or a man has tantric sex with them and channels energy into their body and their auric field to remove the blocked energy that is creating the dysfunction and the disease in the person's body, it will actually shift the flow of energy, raise the vibration of the person
trying to manifest more money, a new job, a new house. You can have tantric sex with the person. Focus on what it is that you desire to create. And in the orgasm, when you are having the orgasm, see and say what it is that you want and actually bring things into the third dimension. Oh, sex is a very, very powerful tool for manifestation and procreation. And procreation and giving birth is not always to another human being. It is on any level that you need it to be. Because it's energy. And intention. I think that laid that down flat. And, hmm. Life force energy. Even if you're celibate, you should still have sex with yourself. Because you can still manifest having sex with yourself. That's, that's, this, oh, um, yeah, you gotta excuse me, Alexis. Like, this what? whole interview is, this shit ain't got so deep. It's well, almost I like. You wanted it. <laughs> you're right, though. That's, I'm, <laughs> and I'm really just like, I think once I got into the questions, I'm like, damn, this is like some trill shit right now. Like, it gets more and more and more. It's almost like walking into the ocean. Good. It's cute at first. It's like, oh, okay, the shore, the water. Okay, now I'm getting a little deeper. Now, oh, shit, I can't see no more. Oh, I'm completely underwater. <laughs> Oh shit! This is the ocean. Okay, like we're now we're getting deeper and deeper. So I'm really I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just under the ocean. So you gotta bear with me right now. But is there? Well, any, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Able to listen to it and find it interesting and educational. I don't want to give you a boring interview. Oh, not at all. And that's and that's the thing. It's delivered in a way that only Alexis K. Tyler can do it in. Like it's 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 it's. it's it's trill. It's, it's straight to the point. There's no kitty gloves. There's no training wheels. And I think sometimes the message has to be given that way because we get so used and our society is very, it's easily offended. Very easily offended. So when somebody says some shit that people don't agree with, it's a, a huge problem. And sometimes, and I'm not saying in certain cases where it's acceptable because I see where things are disrespectful as hell. But when somebody's trying to keep it real with you about a particular um, situation from their course of experience and they're expressing it in the, in the most authentic way true to them I mean I, I can't fault nobody for that it's not being hateful towards other people so I can't say shit about it if anything I respect the fact that somebody can come so raw and be so firm in their truth and how they express it for the for you know providing perspective for somebody else to take from it mm-hmm. that's all I want to do I just really want to be honest and raw and I really want, want there to be so many different facets of it that if one person relates to this part, another person relates to the other part. Everybody be able to take something from it to use. I totally agree with that. And I've already, I'm already letting people know, like, this is not a, a, a sensitive-ass interview. And I understand that some people are sensitive and some people may want to hear things a certain way. But I'm not a very, hi, my name is spiritual hunger i'm not like that sometimes i'm turned sometimes i'm not and this interview is a situation where it's a turn kind of situation so i want people to understand that it's about balance and knowing when to turn up and when to not turn up and in this case <laughs> this is a turn ass interview it's probably the turn most <laughs> the most turn interview i've ever had probably 
probably ever. I'm thinking about if Spiritual Homegirl, when it's around five years from now, this is still going to probably be the most turned interview, if not top three ever. I already know it. Yeah, and I'm I not mad. Yeah. So with that being said, we chopped up for a great day. I know a lot of people have gotten a lot of game from this interview. Is there anything else that you want to add? I want to look forward to um, the new uh, Vagina Power because I'm revamping it. And, you know, because me and you were talking about what we're going to work on this year that's very special. We'll let them know when we're ready. And the new music, my father, Jackie Wilson, I'm working on his music and doing a tribute to him. It's, the, it's called The Legacy. And that's a labor of love for me. It means so much to me. And, and I'm really hoping that people enjoy the music and they support me and um, spread the word around because it'll be ready soon. I already have one song that um, you listen to, St. Teresa of the Roses. He did it in 1956 with Billy Ward and the Dominoes. And I was drawn to that song. Uh, talking, praying to the Saint Teresa is very spiritual and special to me. So I have that on YouTube. If you want to listen to my dad sing Saint Teresa and listen to me sing Saint Teresa to compare, and uh, more music will be coming. So I'm really, really excited about sharing that and dropping one of the uh, sci-fi sex series books with it. And I hope you all enjoy it. Awesome, awesome. Now, how can people get in touch with you? I'm on Facebook, uh, Alexis K. Tyler, and I also have the Alexis uh, Wilson music page. And they want to ask me questions, they can email me personally. Um, it's my name, Alexis K. Tyler VP at gmail.com. And, of course, my YouTube. They can see my videos on YouTube. Got you. So, with that being said, y'all, this is... Spiritual Homegirl interviewing the Alexis K. Tyler, and we are out. Thank you. Thank you. I am I'm super humbled to be able to be um in a position to interview you. I was like, I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna see what's up. But I'm really glad you agree, Alexis. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and that is it, y'all. That is episode 18, part two, like a Phoenix rising from the ashes, a conversation with Alexis K. Tyler. I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with her. Um, it was really more so you all's interview more than anything. I mean, you guys have provided some really great questions, and I'm really, really grateful for having some really bomb-ass listeners who are very direct with what they want answered, and they know what they want to hear. So um, thank y'all. This was It was just as much as you all's episode as it was mine. So, um, again, peace and love to y'all. Now, people have been asking me on the DMs, are you taking a permanent break? The answer is no. Um, again, everything has cycles. Season one cycle is done. Um, I'm going to take a tiny little break. There are 18 other episodes, or 17 in this case, other episodes to listen to while I go ahead and get season two ready. I have that the whole season locked and loaded. Ideas, interviews. So I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> we're going to keep the ball rolling. So if you do want to find me, you can always do so at spiritualhomegirl.com. Um, no daddy. Excuse me. Go daddy. Sorry. Go daddy and I had a little bit of a tiffy tiff over the weekend. So the website is back up. Um, thank you to uh, my cousin, Jeremyology for um, hopping up out them ethers and letting me know. <laughs> and letting me know. I'm running... 
our running thing is he always says, meet me in the ethers. So I know when I need to go find Cousin Jeremy, I run my ass straight to the ethers and I know I can find him. So thank you for hopping out them ethers and letting me know about the website. I hella appreciate it. And for those that are in the Atlanta area, the inner space, um, which is one of my spiritual homes, um, I interviewed Dr. Sherry right before I interviewed Alexis. Dr. Sherry Henderson is the owner of the inner space, and she did mention Psychic Fair in her interview. Just letting you guys know that this upcoming weekend, for those in the Atlanta area, which is going to be the 21st and the 22nd, they are doing Psychic Fair from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's an opportunity for you to try me out, different psychics, tarot readers, to do astrology, um, tea, what, coffee ground readings, I think, um, as well. I've never had one done, so that might be something I might end up doing. But you learn about different new modalities, um, again, from astrology to tarot. They pretty much got you from A to Z. And for those that are kind of curious about how to kind of get started, for me, I think this is a really good place to start. They're located at 6558 Vernon Woods Drive in Sandy Springs. Their phone number is 404-252-4540. Also, you can start scheduling your appointments now. So if you look at what you see on the list, if you happen to go to theinnerspace.com and you click on the Psychic Fair link and you see somebody you like, go ahead and schedule those interviews so that you don't have to wait or sign up once you get there. Um, normally it's $20 or 20 minutes, or you can do two sessions for 35. I would suggest getting the 35 deal because you're going to have some questions. <laughs> you're going to have some questions. Once you get into a groove and you realize you're vibing with the, with your reader, you're like, Oh man. Oh damn. 20 minutes. Ah, okay. All right. So if I were you, I would definitely get, um, two, or even if you want to experiment, you know, um, and do brain tap, which is good for accessing your subconscious mind. Or if you want to do the, Aura reading that I did a couple of episodes back where you get your 3D aura report reading or voice analysis, you can do that as well. I think those are two tickets, which would be the $35 option, but those options are definitely available if you want to know about that psychic fair, which is going to be um, this upcoming weekend, which they do every month anyway. You can go to theinnerspace.com. So with that being said, this has been a wonderful season. Thank you all for listening all across the globe. That is so weird for me to say that I have worldwide listeners like it's so dope i'm pretty sure y'all hear the hype this in my voice because i am i'm super happy i'm super grateful like thank y'all like i've always said if one person feels me you know mission accomplished but it's really dope that it's like one person all over the place though so thank y'all thank y'all very much this is only the beginning and i can't wait to bring back more shit more everything <laughs> for season two but I'll be on Instagram. Y'all know where to find me. I mean, for those who follow me, it says Spiritual Homegirl. Twitter, Spirit Homegirl. Facebook, Spiritual Homegirl. I'm thinking about taking a vow of silence. Um, I'm going to figure out. Well, I've been doing them. I just got to plan this version's vow of silence because I think silence is very sexy and very important. It's good to just, you know, shut the hell up and get some clarity, to be honest with you. Like, we always are being pulled at by somebody, some social media app, some phone call, some text message, somebody's job, somebody's other obligation, dating, attention, etc. So I feel like it's really good to just shut all the way off and just don't deal with nobody but yourself, your thoughts, your feelings. Your spirit guides, whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to ask your spirit guides some questions and just sit still for a while, the answer might come while you're sitting still. A lot of stuff, we, we stay looking for signs, but we can never sit still long enough to really know what we're looking at. Sometimes we pass the signs. They be right smack dab in front of our face. We have no idea. So I feel like vowel silences are um, hella necessary for growth and just for overall just peace. But that's just me. 
I just totally went on a tangent here. We're at the end of this episode, so I do not want to hold you any longer. Again, this has been another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl. And that's about it. We'll catch you next season. Peace and love. Trust the journey and trust yourself.